You are listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that looks at lesbian and queer women on big and small screens. This season, we are delving into the global phenomenon of Juliantina. I'm Sheena. My pronouns are she, her. Hi, everyone. Excited to be here. Monica McCowan. My pronouns are she, her as well. And I am a lesbic author and Juliantina superfan and aficionado, I guess, which is why I was invited to be on this podcast. But uh, extremely excited to, to get to relive one of my favorite fandoms that I've ever been a part of. So we're going to start just a little bit before we stopped last time because it sort of leads up. This is the conversation between Val and Jules where they Jules is comforting Val and saying, I wish I could be there because Val's really like miserable. This is after the whole Lucha blow up thing. She always looks so beautiful. I feel like when you say that, you're goading me into saying something because you know that I'm going to agree with you and start talking about it, (laughs) which is absolutely right. They're having this moment where it's obvious that they want to be together, but it doesn't seem like they can. And then they kind of leave it on a cliffhanger because Juliana hears the doorbell. And the thing about this show is that could be a good thing or a bad thing. You never really know until the next scene. But we are very fortunate that in the case of this doorbell, it was a good scene. Uh, So the next scene we see the two of them in together is actually Juliana showing up at Valentina's house and they embrace and it's sweet and Juliana as she's been for like since she moved into that house is wearing Val's clothes everywhere like I don't think that that's her kimono shawl wrap thing but they're together again and that's what's important. They're standing in the the entrance hall to Val's house and Val's saying thank you for coming and Jules says she could come because Panchita arrived at her house to look after her mother. They're both slightly awkward, so it leads you to wonder like what's going on between them, but we'll find out in a minute. Yeah, I mean, and the build-up to this is that neither of them are in relationships. They've both kind of expressed their love for one another, and I really like that they don't... I don't know, it's interesting. They could have made this situation a whole big more long drawn out process but they don't they love each other and they want to have sex so that is what they're going to go do and I really like how the show treated uh, them in that respect there are a couple of things when we go over the scene that I'll talk about that I think they could have done better Um, but I like that they didn't make it this you know huge drawn out thing that took them almost to the end of the show they jump right into it. Right, so when they're still downstairs, Val looks behind Jules and says, should we go upstairs? And next thing, we're in Val's bedroom and they're very close to each other. They're looking at each other all lovingly. The music's going with their little love song. And they say stuff to each other. Hang on, do they not say stuff? Do they start undressing each other first? Apparently they do. Okay, apparently I have not watched the sex scene enough. Yeah, and it kind of goes back and forth. And I think we talked about it in one of the earlier episodes, like so much hair touching with these lesbians all the time, playing with one another's hair. So that's really kind of how this starts. And it's very tentative and very sweet. But it's not, again, like they both know what they're there for and they're communicative and they're checking in with one another. But yeah, I really, I just thought that the the show played this mostly really well. 
Okay, so my biggest issue is that, you know, there's clothing being removed and stuff. And then there's comments about how Jewel smells so good and her skin is so soft. And we all know that that's absolutely true. Girls are nice. But there's no kissing, not a single kiss in this whole thing. And that feels very unreal to me. And I think that they did this because of restrictions with airing and whatever it is. Yeah, and... I'm trying to think about like other sex scenes and this this will be an argument when we talk about another sex scene that happens in, you know, a future episode where there is kissing. And that was a, a commentary on exactly what you're saying, which is in this scene, yeah, you would expect them to be making out. I would have held it against them far more or against the show far more had they not already had them kiss in prior scenes. So I think that that's what tempered it for me a little bit, but I think your feedback is absolutely fair and warranted. This is the first time that Jules is ever having sex. Val is cognizant enough to know that you don't want to just jump in with ripping the clothes off. It doesn't feel to me like that's what she would have done in the scene, not genuinely. Right. So I think that that all tracks. Like, I think, you know, yes, more kissing would have made a little bit more sense. But they kiss in the shower, at least in the deleted scene. So this this that we're watching is the stuff we posted links to in the show notes on Monica's blog thing. That edited in the shower scene, which wasn't actually originally aired in the Mexican version, right? Right, because in the original version, I think they just, Val kind of just leads her into the shower, and maybe there's like one quick snippet of them, uh, versus like a, a 15 to 20 second scene. Right. So, as the, the clothes are starting to come off, and it's mostly like jackets and shawly, rappy things, Val asks Jules what's wrong. Jules says, no, she's just nervous. Which is completely understandable. This is the first time ever in her whole life she's having sex. And it's with a girl, so it's very unexpected. And there's all this pressure. And it's it's very sweet. Val says, we can stop. I love this because I, it feels consenty, which is good. Right. And that's, I don't know, that's what it always kind of came back to for me. Like, the things that they could have done to amp it up a little bit I don't even care that they didn't and this is coming from me who you know loves sex in everything the fact that it wasn't more overt I was completely fine with because I thought again it was just a really nice character driven scene reinforcing how much the two of them care about one another because you don't need to you know care about somebody all that much necessarily to sleep with them but this just reinforces that it's more than just you know having sex because they want to and when val checks in like do you want to stop jewel says no this is the perfect moment for us to realize how we feel about one another i think that that's really accurate you get to a point in a relationship where you're just like okay it's time now yeah and so there's like forehead touching and very sweetness and it's all very cute, and then Val goes off and turns the shower on. And I think, so, I think from a practical standpoint, that makes a lot of sense, because remember, they're living in a house with Valentina's entire family, and not that anybody cared if she had sex with Lucho in there, but I think it serves kind of dual purposes, where they get to be in a place where they feel like a little bit more comfortable and not worry that they're going to be heard or walked in on or something like that. So, I mean, 
loved that that's where the scene moved organically anyway, but I think it also served like a really important part for them to be comfortable and be even more sequestered back in the house while this thing is happening. It hadn't occurred to me. I just always thought it was a, a little odd, but okay, if that's how you want to play it. Shower sex is not easy. And for the first time, it's an interesting choice. Yeah, but I think it's just, it was really private. Like, I really think that that's what it was. I can see the logic behind that. So then we go into the shower with them. More clothing is removed. They're both under the shower right now. And then there is a kiss at this point. There's Then they start kissing. This is though the deleted scenes. Right. And the argument is that like they're still wearing their bras, which is so dumb, but fine. Like if that's what they had to do to get it able, you know, to get that scene released or in whatever permutation. Because I think all in all, like this is a pretty racy scene. So even though it didn't get released in the show in primetime, it was then released later. But I, there was a lot of uh, hubbub in the, the following days after that scene got released that it was just, it was funny that they were both still wearing like their bras in the shower. Yeah, it also took them forever to actually kiss one another. But I think that that's also the build-up and the foreplay and whatnot. Then we cut to the next morning. Now, they're cuddling naked in bed. Can't see anything but their shoulders. But it's very cute because Val's spooning jewels. And now, my personal problem with this scene is nobody with long hair that showers and goes to bed with their hair wet it does not look that good when you wake up and it's fine we're watching you know a Mexican telenovela I have suspended a lot for the sake of this show like I believe you can switch bodies you know I believe everybody can get kidnapped but this is where I draw the line like nobody's hair looks as good as both of their hair does in the morning but for the sake of making this a beautiful scene, it really is gorgeous. You see how um, Val's hair is so nicely trailed behind her on the pillow there? She looks like an angel. Yeah. <laughs> She's perfect, <laughs> Sheena. <laughs> okay, she is. Their delightful sleep comes to an end when when Chivis comes and, and tries to open the door. Jules' reaction in this scene is hilarious because she immediately burrows under the linen. She's like, I'm gone. I love everything about this scene. So they could have had Juliana leave that night because she had to get back or had her already gone in the morning. They could have done any number of things. And I really like they did this both when they had the moment the night of the party and Juliana stayed over. And now the morning after her staying over last night, letting them talk about and explore. And I think given the context of the youngness and the newness of their relationship, it makes sense. And I really enjoy being able to see those scenes. It's the morning after. And you know what I like about the scene is it really rings true for me that whether or not Jules wanted to go home after they had slept together for the first time, Val would not have wanted her to go home. I This scene resonates with me on that sort of level. Like, you, you feel quite vulnerable after your first time. You want that person to stay with you. You want to keep that connection. You want to make sure 
that emotionally you're, you know, together. Yeah, absolutely. And this was something really interesting that I saw on Tumblr after the show aired, but the color of Valentina's headboard after she and Juliana get together changes. And I don't know if that was just like a stylistic thing that they decided the room looked better and filmed better, or if there is something to be said for, you know, Valentina kind of changing and that's where it changes if you want to get like really deep into it. But thought that was interesting. So keep an eye out for that as you're watching the show. But when like Lucho's in the bed with her, it's kind of this like brown color almost. And here it's like a beautiful patterned like white and blue. It's very nice. Maybe she decided she needed to get rid of every reminder of Lucho sharing her bed. Yep. <laughs> It could also absolutely be that. <laughs> and so now Val is saying, I don't want breakfast. Leave me alone. And it's so funny. They, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's just, it's so good. Yeah. Like Juliana pops up from under the covers and yeah, they're just, they're so sweet in this scene. Look at the body language in this, in this shot and see how it's, we're zooming in very slowly. And they do this with their scenes because this is what they did with the scene after the party that night. This was exactly the same view in the morning, except they're on different sides of the bed, which is crazy. If I don't know if you could just casually switch sides of the bed with your partner, but they're still figuring it out. So, you know. <laughs> which side of the bed do you sleep on? I sleep on the right side of the bed. Is that like your choice or her choice? So sometimes we will never switch sides of the bed in our bed. But when we travel, I tend to give her the preferred side of the bed, which is whatever she prefers at that moment. Usually whichever one has like the best end table is what she will select. <laughs> and I will cede to that. I think I actually don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Okay, cool. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we can philosophize about the merits of lesbian relationships and the giving nature of women. Anyway, it's the morning after, and Jules is feeling all sorts of things. Her body language is quite closed off. She She's holding her hands across her body or on her head. Val is facing towards her often and trying to connect, and it's this kind of, uh, you can feel the push and pull of, what did we do and was this the right decision? Oh my god, Val's just like a little puppy. She and she she has this look. She's kind of really pleased with herself, even though she's nervous. And again, see, she says it's normal, right? This is another example of her just being like, it's normal. That's her tagline throughout the show. Anytime she's trying to calm anybody, everything's normal. So that's exactly what she says to Juliana. It's normal to feel weird we just did something kind of big that mattered a lot and I like that she doesn't downplay it um she could go the other route and say like eh, it's not, you know whatever it's not a big deal but she's like no it's okay that's that's why you do feel weird because it was a big deal and then Valentina goes from zero to a hundred she's all of this is completely within character. She has wanted Juliana with her pretty much since the moment they've met. But now it's like, the, you know, if U-Haul had like a product placement on this episode, <laughs> it, it would just be flashing across the screen right now because Juliana says like she should go and Valentina physically like 
cuddles up to her arm and kind of wraps her body around her and is like, no, don't leave. But the way she says it is so vulnerable. And so I like, I can't tell you how I, this resonated with me when I was thinking back about my first time and the morning after, and this just like was hundred percent correct. Yep. 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 <laughs> I mean, she puts her head on on Jules's shoulder, and you can see Jules is like realizes that there's a vulnerability here that Val's putting herself out there, and so she starts stroking her hair and loving her. Yeah, and I think they they do have these really good moments even up until this point. So, you know, we've talked about it in prior episodes. Valentina has been kind of pushing things between them even if she doesn't necessarily understand the implication she's a pusher and a lover and she just leads with her heart without really thinking of the implications of things and Juliana goes along with it for the most part but I think yeah this is where you we've seen a couple of glimmers of Juliana being a little more attuned to things and kind of making decisions versus following Val's lead and even though this is kind of a decision Val's making it's not this is really Juliana's decision to decide whether she wants to run away from what just happened or if she wants to stay there and be present in the moment and I think that you it would be very easy if they had her cut and run at this point um that would have fit completely in with the show but again I just I really love that the de- the decision that they made to not have them do this you know things are gonna eventually fall apart as they do with every telenovela uh so they can be sewn back together but I yeah I really love that they let them have this moment and the next few moments that come after this and I think this is one of the very rare moments that Val is super vulnerable with Jules like this and I think if Jules had had done anything other than what she's done it would have really hurt Val Mm -hmm. absolutely because even though Valentina has had sex with men you know she said she's never been in love so like she's never made love with a person and I think you know even though she was trying to pretend like she had it together you know last night was as big for her as it was for Juliana Um, But she maybe didn't want to, like, let on with that because she wanted Juliana to feel a little bit more comfortable in the situation. So now they're all dressed and they're coming down the stairs and Val says, you know what, I'm going to tell Chivis to prepare us some chilaquiles. What is it? Chilaquiles, yeah. Chilaquiles. And she's talking about the breakfast they're going to have and then she hears her sister and brother-in-law downstairs talking and she realizes that she does not want to confront Ava the morning after, which is completely understandable. Right. And Juliana has spent the night before, but I think like they both know they've reached this point where pretending isn't really going to work for them. And them sneaking out of the house leads to one of my absolute favorite scenes in the show, which is the two of them in the back of the car, uh, just sitting there together, smiling. You can see Valentina, again, just looking so pleased with herself, so happy. And they, again, the the beats of this show, they give the characters space to really have these moments versus other shows kind of rushing through it. And they're just sitting there and the camera's just on them. 
And they're just both smiling and then they start smiling bigger until finally they burst out in laughter. And I think that that's a very real, sweet, genuine scene. And yeah, one of my favorite scenes in the entire. It also rings true. And you know that while it's just sitting there and they're not actually saying, oh, you know, I'm thinking about last night. You know, that's exactly what they're thinking about, both of them. Absolutely. And it's like, it's not an inside joke, but it's, yeah, it's this thing that they're sharing together that nobody else knows about. And I think that, and, you know, Valentina puts her hand on Juliana's thigh so that they can hold hands and then they just start laughing. And Illyrio's kind of looking at them from the front, like, what are they doing? But, you know, yeah, you're exactly right. They're both thinking about what happened last night and it's very sweet and I also would just like to mention Juliana is wearing Valentina's clothes again and so they start laughing and to cover up the awkwardness Jules says okay enough tell me where you're taking me and then Val's like it's a surprise I can't tell you because it's so sweet they give each other gifts all the time And then, yeah, Juliana asks, why did you dress me up like this? Because she's wearing Valentina's clothes again. And Valentina's like, you picked your own outfit. And they just, again, it's just a very sweet, cute, flirty moment. I think it's also very indicative of their various characters because Val is just completely, like, leaning towards Jules. She's grinning She's the one initiating hand-holding. Jules is much more reserved. She keeps saying, like, you know, stop, let's stop with all the giggling. Jules really struggles with the open displays of affection. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not only that it's a woman, it's that it's anybody. And I think that that's what adds so much complexity to her character is she didn't grow up, you know, her parents didn't have a healthy relationship. She's never really seen a healthy relationship mirrored for her um, to learn. So, yeah, she just she doesn't really have any idea how it should go. And I think it's even more confusing because she's found this person who's her best friend, but also somebody that she has fallen in love with. She's like, can it be this? Can we just be fun and you know have all these inside jokes and run around together and play dress up in each other's clothes but then also have sex she's like is this is a thing that we can do like I just think that's great personally don't we all do yeah (laughs) no that's the thing that's one of like the of the many things that are great about being a lesbian all of those things are just great yeah and for me it was so I was like oh you can like they can be your best friend and your lover. Like, that's awesome. Probably should have other friends as well. You know, need to diversify and have people. There's a, a PSA on having a, a healthy life. But, you know, it, it's awesome for the person you're with all the time to be your best friend anyway. Uh-huh. Now we move away to slightly more tedious things. As Lucio and Sergio are following Val's car. And Lucha's driving this time. Sergio's saying, dude, I think we're wasting our time. Poor Sergio looks super unimpressed with all this, like, driving around. So it turns out that Sergio's not convinced that Val is having an affair with the driver. And Lucha's obviously trying to prove this. Sergio's saying, if she was, then wouldn't he be the one driving her to this, wherever they're going? Right, to this, like, rendezvous location. And also, how early 
did Lucho get up? Because this is the morning. Remember, you know, Valentina and Juliana ran out on having breakfast so that they could maybe it's later in the day, um, but I don't really think it is. So Lucho has just probably been posted up outside of their house for hours waiting for Valentina to come out. And Sergio is sitting with him. Shampoo Sergio. The things best friends have to do. And there's sort of ominous music as the scene ends. Then we have a very short scene where Lupe is saying, Juliana's texted me that she's going to spend the day with Valentina. And because of how the day ends and is cut short, that actually becomes important for her mother to know that her mom had the expectation uh, that she was going to be with Valentina the whole day. All right. So since you're very into this location... Yeah, so Valentina brings her to the valet house so that they can spend the day together, which I think is really sweet and really cute. And yeah, like Valentina absolutely knows what she's doing. And she's just the right balance of like sweet, but also sexy where she, you know, she's very sweet and vulnerable in that we used to come here with my mom until she died. But then also, you know, leaning toward Juliana and saying like, I wanted to spend the day with you here away from everybody. So as with most of her scene strikes just the right balance and then says, this could be our secret hiding place if you want, which like, how? I mean, you're gonna swoon at that. If a rich, like, if Valentina Carval tells you that, you're like, yes, great. When can we move in here? Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, looking at each other's lips and touching each other's hair and leaning in close and being very kind of flirty with one another. Oh, yeah, they're in it. They're so far gone at this point, And it's so cute. Because they, they're they not pretending anymore. And there were a lot of reasons that they had to hold back. And so many things that they've already gone through. So this moment is, and every moment that's happening is a culmination of them going deeper and deeper into this relationship with one another, which is them letting their guards down and finally feeling like they have space and room to just be together, which isn't something that they necessarily have. Absolutely. And now we get to outside the house. The guys pull up and Lucha is like, he recognizes this house. Nobody comes here anymore. And Sergio's like, I doubt she's come all this way just to see the chauffeur. He looks very unhappy with his wasted time. And Lucha is pretty convinced. And he's getting angrier and angrier. And he keeps saying, Valentina's stepping out on me. Yeah. So yeah, the, the TLDR of this is... He's unhappy. He followed Valentina there, even though they're broken up. He is convinced that she is cheating. And he is now walking toward the house to do something about it. So as that scene happens, the next scene is the two of them together in the kitchen where they got groceries. I don't know. So maybe it is later in the day. And they had Illyrio take them to the grocery store, which is just so domestic and cute that I can't even stand it. But they're in this kind of beautiful open kitchen with these big windows that look back into like a private patio area. So just beautifully kind of shot scene. Again, like the camera is looking at them straight on and they're having this very sweet moment. Jules starts walking across the kitchen towards Val in a very predatory way. For the first time, she's initiating. 
like a intimate moment between the two of them. So she comes up. I mean, she kind of initiated in the car. Did she? I think they kissed at the same time, but she was the one that kind of touched Valentina first, the same way she's doing right now. But she is w- undoubtedly way more aggressive. Like, she has found a confidence, I think, is the only way to describe it. Uh, and yeah, they have this very sweet, flirty moment where they talk about uh, what what her favorite meal is. Uh, and Valentina says, you know, you can make it for me when we live together. Which, ugh, Valentina, smooth, Carvajal, be still my heart. Like, it's so sweet. But then that is interspliced with Lucho, like, walking around the house, like, a weird feral animal breathing on the windows. I, I think it's supposed to be gross, but I have a visceral reaction to him in this scene. I went to love the scene because it's the the two of them being all wonderful together and all cute and kissing one another and being all like passionate. And it's just with this man who's stalking them and it's really ooh. Yeah. And this is this is that argument that I was talking about when Hakobo sees them kiss from the security feed that a lot of their future engagements become so that other people can see them together. So it's not, this shot is framed from Lucho's perspective. It's like what Lucho would see if he is staring at them, not the way a lot of the other shots are where it's close and straight on of them. Because yeah, it's a, it's a very good scene, but you're technically supposed to be viewing it from like 20 feet away through a glass door and through another doorway. But, I mean, with what is happening in the scene, there's absolutely no doubt they're passionately kissing in the kitchen and Valentina grabs Juliana's arms and, like, wraps them around her. Lucha just does not take this well at all. She did break up with him, though, so... Yeah, I will... Okay. I'm gonna start a side podcast about all my feelings about Lucho. <laughs> <laughs> Monica rants. So I get it. Once you see them together, you know something was going on from before. But he would have been mad no matter what. Like, he's not completely wrong in getting upset when he sees them together. But everything he does is wrong. Because he is going to catch them kissing and ruin ruin this beautiful scene for us and everybody else. And he's going to march around the house like he has any right to be there. Okay, but before we do that, this is between episodes 52 to 57 and now we're heading on to episodes 58 to 60. It ended on the cliffhanger of him seeing them kissing. So now we're starting the next episode where we're seeing them through the the door kissing again. But in this one, Val does that same thing she does in the pool where she grabs Jules' arms and pulls her towards her, right? I love that. Yeah, which is kind of amazing for the viewer because you get it at the end of the episode as a cliffhanger and then you get it in the new episode. And yeah... Lucho is very upset and Sergio walks up to him and pulls him away and then Sergio sees it too. Right. And yeah, sees the exact arm thing that you are mentioning. Arm thing. Not that I've watched this, you know, 
Lutz. Well, when you were like, the episode has started, I was like, no, this is just a world that we live in. Like, it's really good of you to mention that, but that's not even how I think about it. And then, yeah, we get one more scene of them in the kitchen, and it's very clear from this scene, you know, that it's not as predatory. It's just the two of them having a moment. And God, this is so, you know, probably this is what my fanfic was spawned from a little bit like the idea of these moments that they were supposed to have there Mm. that were ruined and interrupted and I was just so freaking mad because in the context of the situation they were 100% coming here to have sex like that is why they came to this house for the day they just done it last night they were very into what happened, obviously, uh, and they wanted to spend the day alone together in whatever form that took. Um, and I, I was so upset that Lucho ruined that for them. My feeling is that they were about to have sex right now, right? So this is why I say that. If you watch them in the kitchen, the, the shot where it's just the two of them again, there's, the clothes are starting to come off. And that kissing is is more than just making out. Yeah. And then the doorbell rings. Yeah. Now they're in this very vulnerable moment because they were not paying attention to anything other than each other. And then the doorbell rings and they're like startled out of their smooching. Yeah. How dare they go to a private place owned by Valentina's family and try and have a nice day together. (laughs) I hate Lucho. I know that you need, I know that you need villains to drive the plot forward. But like, oh man, they get what, like 12 hours of happiness before it all starts falling apart. Okay, but they do get a happy ending. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is an amazing story from start to finish. That's why I care so much about it. But, like, I'm still going to do the thing where I'm mad when we go through these episodes, even though it needed to happen to get me to care as much. Yeah, this is how this is going to (laughs) go. Okay. All right. So the doorbell rings and looks around and she's like, maybe it's Illyrio bringing something. He forgot something. Let me go check. And Jules is like, hang on, we'll go together. Now, they needed to do this from the point of view of they needed to get them both at the front door together. Mm-hmm. But from a kind of a character point of view, I think that that's, it's probably accurate that after such an intimate moment, you'd want to still be with this person, even if it's something as small as going to the door to answer it. Oh, absolutely. And it's so sweet. Juliana actually holds Valentina's hand and like walks her there in front of her before letting her take the lead and go to the door, like very protectively, which I don't, I've never noticed in watching that before. It's a very sweet scene. Yes. Do you want to talk about this next scene or are you just still filled with rage? I mean, no, you can talk about it. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Val opens the door and Lucha is standing there and then suddenly we have this close-up of her shocked expression and you can see she's having like a million thoughts all at once. Primary of which is, I need to close the door, stop him from coming inside, and stop him from seeing Jules. I need to protect her. So she even says... Immediately, her first thought is to protect Juliana. So she tries to close the door, but he pushes it open, and he is raging at her. A lot of things are going on, but basically he's 
pushing his way into the house. He's yelling at Val for betraying him and with her, with Juliana of all people. And at one point he says, and you didn't even invite me. That's the first thing he says when he pushes his way into the house. And she should have been like, and I still haven't invited you in. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, every irredeemable thing I think a person could do, he does in within 20 seconds. It's just, yeah, this scene is, I don't even know if there should be like a trigger warning or a content warning, but it's really hard to watch. As he's coming in, he's, he's pushing his way towards Jules and Val is getting in between him, him and Jules. She's trying to physically protect her because she's obviously worried that something violent is going to happen. And it's... And she doesn't... They don't know that Sergio is there. Right. And he starts grabbing Val and holding her and shoving her. And, and the first thing she does is she puts her head down like to protect herself. It's, it's actually quite a hectic scene. And then Sergio comes in and pulls pulls Lucio off of Val in a way. And the whole time Jules is trying to like also stop him and protect Val. It's it's a hectic scene. And then Lucio says, I'm glad your dad died. He screams that at Valentina. And then this isn't over, you will pay for it. Sergio manages to haul Lucio out of the house and the door gets closed. Both Jules and Val are devastated you can see this is just ruined the perfect morning val's standing pressed up against the door she's holding her hands in front of her face she's having like a panic attack poor baby (laughs) yeah it's i don't know i think for as hard as this scene is they play it so well and it really has the intensity of a moment that kind of can derail has the power to derail everything because they went from the highest of high minutes before this to this person walking in scaring them saying all of these horrible things to Juliana threatening physical harm to Juliana saying horrible things to Valentina and then setting up this this very clear this isn't over this hasn't even started yet so instead of being able to focus and this is something that Juliana is going to say in a little bit instead of focusing on enjoying the moment they have together now worrying about what will come of this situation now that Lucho knows and means them all the ill will in the world Right, so they both double-check that the door is locked now so that he can't come back in. And then Val launches herself into Jules' arms and says, are you okay, my love? And she's obviously really concerned. She's having a lot of feelings right now. And Jules is trying to calm her down. And then we cut to outside and the guys... So Sergio is saying... I. I can't believe it. I mean, I didn't suspect anything. And Lucha's leaning over his car, having like a a moment. And then Sergio says, Valentina isn't even a lesbian. Well, she doesn't look like one. And can you imagine what everyone's going to say when they find out at school? Which causes a massive reaction in Lucha as he grabs Sergio and he says, no one's going to find out because they're going to mock me if they do kind of thing. And he's really angry and Sergio's like... But taken aback, his friend is being so violent towards him. 
Yeah, and I think it's interesting because before this scene, you could assume that Lucho's going to run and tell everybody. But Lucho obviously thinks people will think poorly of him as well. So yeah, he does not want that to be the way this goes. But they don't know that, unfortunately. Right, so this is the whole rabbit hole of like, there must be something wrong with Lucho if she turned out to be a lesbian... You know, like he he was terrible in the sack, and so therefore, I don't know. I don't actually know exactly what the logical thing is, other than, you know, lesbians are awesome. I do like that they touch on what I think, you know, a lot of people are out and have been out. These feel a little bit like outdated tropes, but for a lot of people in a lot of parts of the world, they're not. So I, even though I find them like a little bit cringy, I think that it's important to have these conversations with a broad audience and, you know, make it very clear that this has nothing to do with Lucho. Like he happens to be a garbage can human who isn't really worthy of anybody's love, but that has nothing to do with Valentina. A garbage can human. Well, I'm trying not to swear. Because <laughs> I had a couple of other words, so. No, I think it's... I Look, I still think it's valid. I still think that, that there's still men who will say you're only a lesbian because you haven't had a real man. As if that's going to make any kind of difference in the world. Right. Yeah, we, there could be a whole separate conversation about this. But people are going to be ignorant if they don't understand or if they're scared or if they just want to be hurtful because, you know, there's bad stuff going on in their life. So I think that all we can do is have these conversations. But yeah, like you, the most important thing is understanding, I think, about yourself that you're living your life the way you want to and other people are going to say stuff all the time, no matter what. Like you could live exactly the way people want you to live your life and it's not going to matter. So But this is what the babies are going to have to go through, struggling against other people's perceptions now. They've gone through, like, the internal journey of figuring out what they want, but now they have to validate that to the rest of the world. And whether that's fair or not, you know, it's just a a natural evolution of people are finding out, and some people are going to be okay with it, and some people are not, and now they have to deal with those people that are not, unfortunately. So we cut to Jules and Val. They're sitting on the couch. Jules brings Val, I don't know, tea or something. And Val is crying and she's saying, I broke up with him and he's always been very violent, but today he's gotten crazy. So she's saying like he's always been violent. This leads back to the why it took her so long to break up with him question. And then she's apologizing. She's saying, to Jules, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because I know you have no reason to be going through this and it's my fault. And it's just, she's having like a serious meltdown here. Yeah. Val is not doing well, which I think is completely reasonable because she takes Lucho's threats very seriously. And also she, I think, is a little bit afraid that Juliana is going to realize that this is maybe all too much. You can love somebody and you can believe they love you, but you can also wonder where the line is of other people trying to pull you apart. So interestingly, right, Val has never been through this kind of 
big stuff before, but Jules has. Not with her, her love life, but with her father, with the people trying to kill her, with people trying to kidnap her mother. So Jules is very kind of like a rock steady person in this conversation. And she's trying to comfort Val and just say to her, it's okay. It's all going to be okay. We're together and Val's like, but you know, this is not over. So there's this kind of back and forth between them now. It's almost like the roles are reversed because for the first time, Jules can be there in a way for Val that Val has always been for Jules. This rock, this everything's going to be okay person. Yeah. And I think that in this scene, Juliana has a little more ability to be there for Valentina because it's not like Juliana's mother that found out. It's not somebody in Juliana's life that found out. It's Lucho, who's a part of Valentina's life, who is saying, Valentina, I'm going to ruin things for you. So I think, you know, even though he's obviously upset at Juliana, his ire is currently very much turned toward toward Valentina. So Juliana is a little bit calmer from that respect because he hasn't necessarily said, like, I'm coming for you yet. Right. So now we cut to the guy's back at university and Sergio is finding this very amusing and he's saying hey so the four of us can't go out anymore huh and he's mocking Lucha and he's saying I can't believe a girl who sells lottery tickets stole your girl Ooh. and Lucha does not like this so he actually grabs Sergio and like throws him down and people intervene Sergio's got like a bloody mouth it's shot beautifully it's acted beautifully. It's cut beautifully. It's it's a it's a good scene. It's a hectic scene, though. Are we going to pause here? We're just going to not talk about the scene. I'm pondering fast forwarding and never talking about the scene. No. Uh, well, we might not have time to get through it all today, so we can start next episode with it. You want to start next episode with her saying they need to break up? Yeah. Okay. You can't have the break. You can't have the makeup without the breakup. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, you need, we've talked about this so much. Like, I know it's, it's hard, but you need conflict because you can't just have, like. But I don't want this conflict. I would have liked a little bit more fluff, I'll be honest, like at least a couple of days. But that is like half of the show, a couple of days. All right. We'll talk about the breakup. Or the, we'll talk about what happens in the scene that I don't want to talk about. Is, I mean. Next episode. Are you talking about the park scene? No, I just don't want to, them to have this conversation. I, yeah, this, well, this kicks off like one long continuation of heartbreak. It's, right. it's not like they just say, like, oh, okay, this was a bad idea and go their separate ways. It is true telenovela, uh, like, agonizing <laughs> for the next week to two weeks of when the show was I, airing in real time. Oh, man, it was I, heartbreaking. I feel like we should just rewind to the morning after. We can just live in that happy world. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I struggle so hard because I don't. You know, like, I have, like, my greatest hits reel when I'm going back and watching the episodes since they're all in the Dropbox. And this is definitely something I tend to skip over a little bit more, even though they have some wonderful outfits, some nice moments. 
but I just, yeah, like, it'll be interesting to watch these again, because I'm definitely not as well versed in them. Because yeah, I don't want to necessarily watch these. They're sad. So I watched the beginning and the meet cute. Do you think people will forgive us if we just don't do the rest no. of the- <laughs> so them? No, we absolutely need to do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll deal with the heartbreak next episode then. Yeah. You're listening to Lesbians on Screen. I'm Sheena and I'm joined today by author Monica McKellen. Monica, can you tell listeners where they can find you online? Very socially active online, uh, just depends on what channel. Uh, so Twitter is my jam if you want to communicate with me and have the best probability that I will communicate back. So it's at Monica McCallan, and that's on Twitter. I do have a Facebook fan page and I have a website, www.monicamccallan.com. But for sure, if you're looking to hang out and engage and chat about stuff, Twitter is where you can find me. Thank you for listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that delves into the world of queer women on big and small screens. Join us next week as we continue discussing the global phenomenon that is Julian Tina. If you love this podcast, then rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and help other fans find us.